Hello, and welcome back to You Owe Me an Apology, the podcast. It's been a while. How are you all doing? I hope well. I hope okay, given the circumstances. I hope decent. Um, I do not have time to edit this podcast. (laughs) So I have been really meaning to record something, but I know I don't have time to edit it. So the answer is just to uh, fuck it, we're doing it live, aka record this and then immediately upload the file. (laughs) Raw. So thank you so much for, you know, rocking with me um, as I sort of uh, gracefully stumble my way through this. Because usually, (laughs) believe it or not, I closely edit these things. (laughs) Closely edit. I gotta take out my problematic uh, opinions, you know, my uh, reclaiming of slurs. (laughs) Um, And also just intense, intensely laughing at my own jokes alone in my room. Really, 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 really embarrassing um, really tough, I think, for my ancestors to be seeing. <laughs> I think really they're looking down and they're really, they're really wishing things had gone differently. And I agree. I agree. But you know what? Um, I am the egg and sperm that made it. And so here we are. Um, how are you all doing? <laughs> okay, let me set the scene. It's um 1 a.m. on a Sunday. My sleep schedule has been so all over the place because I'm trying to do a lot of writing right now. And when I'm Am I most creative? I'm at my worst self-care wise and I'm fully staying up until 5 a.m. and then sleeping till noon. So I'm trying not to do that, but it is 1 a.m. and I am wide awake right now. I'm feeling very alive and um, I have had some things that I've wanted to discuss with the girl bosses, which is, you know, the unofficial name I have been sort of trying to get going in the community here. Y'all let me know how you feel. And once again, girl boss with a U, gender inclusive. So do with that what you will. Um, okay, I have a little agenda item. And because I'm not editing this, you're gonna hear some clicks. I don't know what to tell you. I just I hope you can accept me because like, this is me. You know what I mean? This is real. This is me. This is um, exactly where I'm supposed to be. I, I struggled, but I got it. Shout out Demi. Okay. First thing I have on my list, it says TY strike over. Okay. <laughs> So what that means is, uh, I'm sure you've heard at this point, it's probably been a month, uh, the writer's strike is officially over. The strike is what uh, inspired me to start this um, platform, podcast, newsletter, uh, public breakdown that that has been You Owe Me an Apology. And I just want to thank you all so much for supporting me. Sometimes I will meet up with friends and they'll be like, so are you posting? And I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. Like other people can see what I'm doing and <laughs> might even sometimes... Um, read the whole thing or even finish it and enjoy it and that that makes me really happy so I wanted to say thank you for supporting me and that I'm going to keep it going I don't know how frequent it's going to be because as you've noticed you know time management not on my side I am neurodivergent trademark sign um so but try my best (laughs) if you've wondered by just everything about me absolutely I'm neurodivergent of course um But anyway, I'm going to keep it going and I'm going to continue to post here and structure will continue to be this sort of amorphous, uh, vague sort of uh, figure in the night um, as far as the the structure over here. So it is what it is. But thank you so much for supporting me and, and letting me use this place to just absolutely go off the entire five months that I ended up being on strike. That's right. That's five months. Um... You know, if you're like my parents and my family and friends, you're asking me sort of how how's it going post strike. I will say, you know, right right now as I'm recording this, it's um it's Halloween Eve. <laughs> if you're like me and Mark time based on Halloween. It's Halloween Eve, um, and SAG has not reached their uh 
agreement yet and they're still in active negotiations and so obviously because we need we need actors we need writers we need crew people we need everybody the the process of getting back to work as it was is still very slow going so it's tough but also it's promising that like we're eventually gonna try to be an industry again (laughs) fingers crossed and hopefully working towards being a, a more fair one on the other side of this um so yeah i'm just like writing a bunch and trying to uh, take advantage of like the opportunities that are available to me right now and trying to sort through all of the creative ideas I had during the strike, which existed, but were they, um, you know, something that is clear to another person? Uh, that is the question. <laughs> Sometimes when I write, it's like the idea is perfectly like sound in my head, but then actually trying to explain it to another person, you realize like, oh, it, not only does it sound like completely um vague but it also is not actually a story that's just something you're thinking about (laughs) so kind of going through that process of uh cleaning house and deciding what ideas i i care about and i want to take to the finish line and which ones will just sort of privately die a a dignified death i would say on my um my imac uh my imac desktop so that's where i'm at okay so this is a mini post. Um, not going to be the, the normal um, structure because I actually don't have anything to demand an apology from this week, shockingly, um, other than just sort of like the concept of um, unkindness to human beings. <laughs> uh, the thing that I want an apology from in general is just sort of everybody being bad. Stop being bad and start being good. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Okay, so what inspired this post was that um, my friend Timney, shout out to Timney, we've been friends since I was maybe eight years old, one of my oldest friends. I love Timney, something about her, she is the most private person on the planet. (laughs) Like, she will give people fake names and numbers, she does not. (laughs) I just love her so much, she's she's a deeply private and dignified person, I love her so much. So I won't devolve too much I won't divulge too much about her but all I will say is that the other day she got one of those like Facebook memories and she was like what was going on here and sent me this absolutely psychotic (laughs) post I had made I want to say like I think this was maybe sophomore year of high school but so what it was was I was using Facebook as like a blog like a lot of times people were doing this where it was like um send me questions and I'll answer or like you would do a trend and so I guess the trend at the time was like make 20 vague statements about people at your school think about think about where we were in the early 2000s because this was like what 2007 2008 think about where we were as a country that this was this was a trend make 20 vague statements about your your peers and then tag a bunch of people and then let them in the comments try to figure out who is which statement is about who and it it is a it was a bloodbath <laughs> i'm not going to lie and i you know something that's really important to know about me is that I asked my mom, like, what, what do you think I was like, like, as a little girl and like as a kid growing up? And she goes, you know, if I had to describe you, I would say that you were a vicious little girl. <laughs> and I, I would say that I was a vicious little girl and I was a vicious teenage girl as well. Um, and so, you know, that will be abundantly clear. So I just want to give that uh, disclaimer, I was a vicious little girl. I was going through stuff. There was trouble at home. I also was just literally a bitch. And so that's what's going to come out here. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> I'm going to, and just glancing at it when she sent me this the other day, I was like, oh, you never know how literally like, you know, t- time, by the way, time is incredible to be able to grow up and look back at, at previous versions of myself and just laugh. But I look back and I'm like, 
I just can't believe how transparent I was as a teenager. I used to think I was so like broody and like mysterious and like nobody got me. And I look back at the stuff I was posting online. I'm like, I was constantly just screaming every thought I've ever had. I've never been mysterious and everybody knows everything. I've never been mysterious. (laughs) And that was really embarrassing, but also I think really humbling. Okay. So without further ado, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to read you the statements. And by the way, not all of them are bitchy. Some of them are really just like vulnerable, which again, I cannot remember even being in the type of frame of mind to do something like this, but I think it's so funny that it still exists. So I will read it to you. Okay. Number one, you are so much more interesting than people think you are. <laughs> like think about the backhandedness of that. I'll, I'll comment at the end, but just some of these are like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number two, you have no likable qualities whatsoever. <laughs> like, literally imagine being a cunt. <laughs> okay, number three. You got so tall over the summer. I'll probably say that to him at some point. It says it in, in parentheses. Also, do not ask me who these are about. There's only like a couple that I can actually say I remember even who this is about. Okay, number four. Get out of my bubble every single time you talk to me. Exclamation point. <laughs> number five. If I were a skinny white boy, I'd probably be you. What What does that even mean? Like, I was just like playing mind games with these people. Okay. <laughs> Number six, your stories never have satisfying endings. It's okay, though. Makes you special. Like, <laughs> it's that's essentially my version of a bless your heart. Okay. Number seven, why are you so quiet? Are you planning my ultimate demise? <laughs> I wonder who that was about. Also, I love that it's like, Obviously, everybody's behavior has something to do with me. (laughs) So it's like, if you are telling a bad story, like, that's just because, like, you need to work on entertaining better. If you're quiet, obviously, it's because you're thinking about me and you're, like, having thoughts about me. Clearly, nobody else exists for any other reason. So that's just a given. (laughs) Okay. Number eight, your speech impediment is so cute. I think that's so funny. I literally did not realize that I also had and continue to have to this day a speech impediment. I don't think I really knew what that was. And I also think I literally was just, like constantly talking but not necessarily listening to my own voice so it wasn't until like later in high school and somebody's like you literally like have a crazy lisp (laughs) I was like oh okay did not know that so I think it's so funny that I was commenting on other people's um speech developmental disabilities lol okay number nine your insecurities and overall sadness manifest itself into sluttiness this is why I cannot hate you (laughs) this is crazy (laughs) Imagine somebody, imagine a child, a child, I'm a child at this point. I don't even have my learner's permit. And I'm on here on, on the internet, on Al Gore's internet, talking cash shit about people and then tagging them. I honestly respect, (laughs) I respect this child. Unhinged, unhinged behavior, disrespectful behavior. But that's who I was. I can't pretend. Okay. Number 10. Oh my God. This is humiliating. (laughs) Number 10. Oh, Jesus. Okay, we're dead. I'm going to turn 21, get completely wasted, drunk dial you, then tell you that I love you. Only then. I will not be commenting on that further. I can't. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Number 11. (laughs) You are unintentionally rude, pompous, and inconsiderate. I feel obligated to be friends with you. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm so sorry. 12. 
This is so interesting. I wish I remember who this was. It says, I really enjoy our conversations. You comfort me so much. That's so sweet. I have no recollection. Okay, in 13, I'm realizing I only screenshot 13 because I think after this, it was just like, it was literally too brutal. I cannot even repeat some of the things I was posting. I'm just, I'm genuinely apologetic. To the class of 2011, <laughs> I just want to say I literally had trouble at home. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, and finally, number 13. You can't be this, in quotes, great person and self-righteous and arrogant at the same time. You gotta pick. And I do remember who that was about, and I do stand by that. <laughs> and she was in the comments being like, is this about me? And I was like, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, what I want to say about this is, number one, I'm taking accountability. I was a bitch. <laughs> I was a shit starter. I really, when the show Gossip Girl came out, like, which was after this post, literally, aging myself, I, um, I've so resonated with it, because I was like, ultimately, I would want to be a gossip girl, like, I would want that, I, the power to be the sort of observer from the outside, like, I so felt inclined to do stuff like that in high school, not realizing that, like, I'm actually a part of this, I'm not, like, the narrator, <laughs> like, I'm actually here, and, like, if I say something rude that will actually affect somebody, people can hear what I'm saying. I'm not just, like, existing in a vacuum. And I think, really, it took, like, adulthood, just, like, not even, like, maybe 22, 23, when I started realizing, like, oh, I'm actually a human being who's, like, alive, and the things that I say can affect other people. Please comment down below if you've had another, have you, you've had a similar experience, or if this is another, like, symptom I need to bring up to my therapist. <laughs> because just, just the idea of, like, I think I, I'm I'm an introvert, and I'm so in my head a lot of the time, and I think I really, as a kid, just thought, um, I'm having my thoughts and my observations, and they're mine, like, they're just mine, and even if I say them, they'll just slide off of other people, because no one's actually listening to me, like, no one actually ultimately gives a shit what I say, and it really does not, I, it didn't click until later in life when I look back, and I'm like, no, like, all that wild stuff I was saying to people absolutely would affect them because if somebody says something to me like I'm well first of all I'm making a blog post about you <laughs> like I'm hurt and so I think that this is just indicative of like my mindset at the time which is just like yeah obviously I don't exist so I'll just say whatever <laughs> and I'm um humiliated but I'm not going to delete it because I stand by it like that's who I was and I'm proud to have evidence of my growth because now these are the sort of thoughts that I continue to have but either keep it to myself or I post it on threads uh, a platform that absolutely no human being has ever used. And that makes me feel really happy and safe. Okay. So thank you for indulging me in that um, walk down memory lane. I just could not believe that and had to share. Okay. The next thing that I have been wanting to talk about are just what I've been um, watching, listening to lately since, since the last time that uh, we chatted. I would love to briefly discuss the movie Past Lives. <laughs> my um my wonderful friend um works at a24 and the other day she was uh, she was talking about the projects that they're doing and she brought up past lives at dinner and i did burst into tears <laughs> just just hearing the name of the movie i did actually burst into tears at dinner and so you know to that friend i do genuinely want to apologize i think that was uncool i think that was intense i um when when it came available on streaming I bought past lives and then it took me about three weeks to watch it because I was watching it in 10 minute increments it was hurting my feelings so bad that I could not watch it all at once um if people haven't seen it yet it's a very simple beautiful movie written and directed by um Celine Song who I'm now obsessed with in like a really unhealthy way she has an event coming up at uh, the WGA um art theater where they do like 
talks and screening soon and i will be front row and i'll be sort of choking back tears asking her questions and i can't wait but so basically um it's a movie about this um woman who excuse me i'm really not editing i'm literally like you're getting it you're getting it raw okay so this woman who um excuse me jesus she <clears throat> sorry i'm going through so much um she uh, is from Korea and she her family is going to be immigrating to another country and so she has to say goodbye to her childhood uh like sweetheart essentially and then it's just about their encounters after that and sort of just the idea of like you get to be in your 30s and you look past you look back at the other versions of your life that you could have had a sort of a sliding door situation but a little bit more spiritual than that and just thinking like what could have been and I'm somebody who is like trapped <laughs> constantly thinking about stuff like that the other day my friend olivia was like i mean you're just a piner like you just love pining and i'm like it's so true and it's so embarrassing like i just no matter how happy or content or creatively fulfilled i am i do always have this thing of like okay but what if this had happened <laughs> or like what if like i had like said this and like i had if things had worked out differently with this person or like i had gone here or i had done this like not even actually regret just this sort of morbid curiosity and i think even adding romance to that it just takes like the movie to this amazing vulnerable just like touching place and just as a person thinking about your own life like that is like devastating and obviously it's like everything happens for a reason or whatever <laughs> and i don't even by the way like i don't even know how i feel about all that because <laughs> i'm like everything happens for a reason or you know we all have choices in this life and we deal with the consequences you know what i mean because it's like uh everything happens for a reason but also you're making choices so did it happen or did you do something <laughs> like anyway that's sort of um just a sort of abstract thought i'm having but so anyway loved the movie past lives i know it's getting a ton of oscar buzz i will say the lead actress in it greta lee um when i first moved to la i was her postmate proudly so and she tipped great <laughs> so i will say that shout out to her loving her okay uh, and the guy, the lead in that, I mean, I will do anything for him. If anybody has a way to contact him, tell him that, number one, I'm single, number two, I have a big butt, number three, I can cook. Okay, so there is this show that I'm constantly getting people, trying to get people to watch, and I feel like because of the title, um, they didn't, they don't necessarily gravitate towards it. Some kind of like how a couple of years ago there was that show scrotal recall which is hilarious and they had to change the name literally to lovesick so that people would click on it and see that it's like probably one of the most delightful comedies that has ever been created but they just gave it such a um intense name i loved the name but i see that it was alienating so this show is called breeders <laughs> i feel like it can have a, a similar kind of effect but breeders is one of my favorite um dark comedies british again the brits do it right i'm like obsessed with british comedies and it's just a show about this couple that has kids and they like they're not the typical type of couple that has kids like it's kind of weird that they have kids because they really give um single hashtag no kids on tiktok vibes but also like they do love their children it's just about like parenting in general and specifically about this particular couple and the husband is um martin freeman who's amazing and he has like a crazy crazy like rageaholic personality but it just comes out in like actually a really nuanced and touching way anyway so loved that show the finale came out um maybe like a couple weeks ago and i watched it with my sister and we've been very nervous because you know with finales i i rarely feel like 
satisfied. And by the way, that's so unfair because it's like, how can any everybody be satisfied by a finale? I think just in general, like I'm uncomfortable with endings, period. I would kind of love every good thing in my life to be here forever and then every bad thing disappear. <laughs> and so when good things have to end, I'm sort of devastated and kind of will have these expectations that um, are impossible to fulfill. But I will say, if you watch the show, readers, it was like four seasons, I think, and you were rocking with them from the beginning, that finale felt so good. It was like being enveloped inside of like a chicken pot pie. Like that's the best way I could describe it. It just felt so comfortable and just beautiful and and you know by the end of the show i really feel like th these are my family members like this is, this is my white family and like if i'm in the uk i'm staying at their house <laughs> and i just feel like i grew with them and they grew so much and it was just touching and when we got to the final frame i mean i was like weeping are all my stories about different times that i've cried <laughs> i'm doing okay you guys i swear to god um but so anyway love the british finale I, I would really encourage if you like british comedies dark comedies like family stuff that's not Cornball Central and is like actually really good and feels grounded. I would always recommend Breeders. It's so good. I love that show. Okay. Um, oh, I just wrote the last season of Love Island UK. Okay, so <laughs> I always tell people like if you know somebody who tells you they're watching Love Island UK, just understand that they're literally going through something. Like something happened. <laughs> and so I absolutely been going through something, so I did watch sort of 65 episodes of Love Island UK. I will just say that season was so satisfying. That, that, another thing that really left me feeling like, yeah, like, I'm not, I don't agree with the winner, of course, I rarely do, but I think that the journey of that season just really, it actually, like, had my brain working in ways that I've never really seen. I was so entertained, I was really actually thinking about my own ideas about dating and love, which this show has never, like, inspired any introspection at all, and it really did this season. So I will say, if you're looking for a time to get into Love Island UK, it might be now. Um, okay, then fellow travelers. So this is fresh. I watched this last night. So I am slowly getting back into Tumblr, <laughs> which I'm thrilled about. Tumblr is the reason why I am the woman I am today. And that's a fact. Uh, Tumblr turned me into a feminist, turned me into a womanist, turned me into a progressive, all of it. Um, and so I'm slowly getting back. I'm hearing that they're having a revival. So I'm on Tumblr and they're all talking about the show fellow travelers. Now, I don't know I didn't know anything about this. It happened to come out a couple days ago, and then I saw it, like, two days after it came out or something. I don't know about this Jonathan Bailey. I don't know about Bridgerton. I'm not that much of a musical theater person. I don't know about him. I do know about Matt Bomer, obviously. Uh, if you know about this Jonathan Bailey, can you get in contact with me? Why is he like that? Meaning, why is he so sexy? <laughs> and I know he's a gay guy, so don't start. Don't start with me. But he just has this little, like, X factor where they're talking about him, whatever, and I turn on the show, and I'm like, oh, I'm in love with him? That's so crazy. It's been 10 minutes. What's happening? So here's the premise for the show. I love this premise. I'm pissed I didn't come up with it myself or um, at least work on the show because I think it's brilliant. Okay. So it's um, Matt Bomer plays this kind of, like, Don Draper type guy, um, except for he's gay and it's like a closeted gay man and it's the 1950s and he works in politics i'm not clear on what his job is i'm not clear on what's going on with the politics i'm not like smart in that kind of way to know like what's going on but i think i'll get it 
So, um, he's, he's closeted, but he's, like, hooking up with gay guys on the side, whatever. He goes to this campaign event, um, and meets this, uh, younger gay gentleman played by Jonathan Bailey, and they just, like, immediately have this chemistry, and then later runs into him again, and basically, like, the whole show is just about, like, tracking their love story through different timelines. So when it starts, we see them, we see him in it, it's, like, the 80s, and then we flash back to, like, the 50s, and then there's clips of them, like, in the 70s in the trailer. Like, it seems like we're going to be with them for a while. And I love that, and it's it's specifically about um, this couple coming together during the Lavender Scare. Now, I have to say, I did not know that much about this. I've, I honestly started reading about the Lavender Scare, and this is humiliating, but I'm being truthful. Because, um, when, (laughs) when Taylor Swift, (laughs) when Taylor Swift had the song Lavender Haze come out, or when she started teasing, like, oh, this is the name of a song on the album on Midnight's, I remember people getting pissed off because they were like, the term lavender is reserved for, like, the queer community, and I didn't exactly know how, what that meant, so then I started looking into it, and I started learning about, um, the lavender scare, and then I started learning about how people thought, because she was referencing this, that maybe she was, like, kind of trying to signal that she's queer, and she's been doing that, kind of, but then she's gaslighting us, so whatever, but anyway, so I started learning about it, so this show takes place during the lavender scare, and it's very scary, dangerous time to be openly queer or even secretly queer and have people know about it and it's devastating like just seeing how that how the news of we're gonna start investigating people if we think that they're gay which like what how that that was disseminated and and how that would affect somebody's life just seeing the it's only the pilots out i've seen one episode um but just thinking about that is so devastating and it's so gripping like i immediately just felt so uh like activated like it really upset me but also I think it just immediately made me care about these characters and I'm just like so riveted so anyway I'm not describing this well I'm so sorry but so anyway it's a show that takes place during the lavender scare about this couple through different um decades also about politics also just about like the dynamics of a family because um Matt Bomer's character they show early on not a spoiler is married to Allison Williams one of my favorite white actresses that we have let like let's talk about uh freaking megan let's talk about get out let's talk about marnie singing a kanye west song at a party so don't start with me not too much on alton williams because that's one of my road dogs for life <laughs> i love her remember when she did the mad men theme song thing and she just like had this like crazy like patronizing look in her eye <laughs> anyway if you know you know if you're there you're there um so she plays his wife i'm i'm gonna go to bed i'm hearing it and it's like April? So I'm gonna do that. But um I needed to talk to to you about the show first. So I so it's on Showtime and here's the thing. I have Prime and I guess I also have Paramount Plus, which is I guess Showtime, and it might also be stars, I'm not sure. <laughs> but all I know is I heard about the show and I typed it into my Prime app and it was available to me. So if you have a similar setup, you might be able to see it there. Um, I know, you know, post-streaming wars, it will hopefully get easier to sort of gain access to content in the, in the coming months. I, I pray to God above, because it's getting ridiculous. But I was able to watch it. I love it. Um, so, so the reason why Tumblr was talking about it is because there's a lot of, um, graphic gay sex scenes in it. So if you're interested in that, there is a lot of that. But also, there's just a, genuinely a beautiful love story. Also, I think it's directed well. I think it looks gorgeous. I'm usually not a period peace person but this doesn't really feel like his like it doesn't feel that far away into history like i'm i'm the type of person who's like i don't want to see a corset that's why i haven't seen bridgerton 
I don't want to see a corset. There's nothing there for me. There's very few exceptions to that. I'm, for some reason, thinking about the movie Becoming Jane. <laughs> that is an exception for me. I could watch that and cry any day. But um, usually I don't like period pieces, but this doesn't feel like historical. It feels like very active present history that we all really should know about. And it feels very connected to this um, moment that we're in right now. And I loved that pilot and thought about it all night long and all morning. And then now it's 1.30 and I'm sort of still thinking about it. So fellow travelers, that's a wreck. Um, okay. And then last thing, and I'm going to get some water and because I'm not editing this, congrats. You're going to hear me chug for my big, my water bottle looks like a baby's bottle. I realized too late. I've been using it for two years and now I'm like, Oh, it looks like you're drinking from a bottle. <laughs> Whatever. I sound like a baby drinking a bottle of milk too. Okay. So what I've been listening to. Okay. Number one, it's fall. And when it's fall, number one, I start getting really like introspective. I start thinking about my past and like wearing really big sweaters, oversized sweaters and just walking around the house and just like being really wistful. (laughs) And when I'm in that mood, there's only one thing I can listen to, which is Fleetwood Mac. You could be my silver springs, blue green color flashing. Oh my god. First of all, Lindsay Buckingham, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to get into that, but I'm listening to Fleetwood Mac nonstop. I'm loving Silver Springs. I always love, um, one of my big ones is Everywhere, um, which by the way, they had a huge loss in the, in the band recently. And so it's been so sad to think about that and thinking about like, uh, Stevie's been like, I don't want to go on tour anymore, like without my best friend. It makes me so sad. But at least we have this beautiful music to enjoy. And so I'm constantly bumping Fleetwood at this time of the year. And if you're not, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. I hope I hope you definitely get well with that. Um, number two, Cleo Soul, one of my favorite artists. Um, her name literally is Cleopatra. I'm just like, okay, literally a queen. What the fuck? She's incredible. She put out two surprise albums recently and they've just been gorgeous and also very fall. She makes like soul music, army music, and feels very fall and feels very like play in the background while I'm again sort of wandering around the house with my beverages. I'm, I've been drinking a lot of beverages and just really been thinking lately. And um, <laughs> it's been a beautiful soundtrack to that. Uh, so I love her. Um, there's one song on there that has been like the one that I keep bumping. Let me look at my playlist quick. One second. And I told you, no edits, babe. You're going to hear me, babe. As I click and I click and I click and I click. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's called Heaven. I love Heaven. And I, I love all of the songs, but that's the one that really, I feel like just encapsulates her sound so well and makes me so happy so wrecking cleo soul okay so then for pop um number one kylie minogue is back she never left baby and her new album tension is perfect if you need like very high 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 energy pop to sort of get yourself in the car and drive to the gym and lift something up and then come back perfect soundtrack to the gym i'm loving it the title track tension is amazing padam (laughs) padam love that so thank you, Kylie Minogue, once again. Troy Sivan's new album. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Sort of Y2K-inspired pop, but also, like, there's some other, there's some, like, like Euro, Euro, Euro trash intro, like, Euro trash inspo type of things, and just, whenever I listen to Troy Sivan, I think, like, you know, in the early 2000s, like, where he gets a lot of his inspiration from, if we were to be told that there was gonna be a gay pop star and he's gonna be singing about dudes, like, it would be the biggest shock. You would never, I never thought that that would be 
something that I would live to see, literally. Because it was like, when I was growing up, I was like, okay, Lance Bass is clearly gay. <laughs> and he's like singing songs about girls. And it's like so sad, but it just is what, that's what the situation was. That's what the time was. And so when I look at Troy, I just think like, you literally are your ancestors' wildest dreams. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But it makes me so happy that he exists. And I think he's really smart and has done some really interesting things on this album. There's this song, um, One of Your Girls, and can't stop thinking about it can't stop thinking about the video just like such a smart concept also if you like um architectural digest home tour videos his is the best one um okay and then the last thing i'm going to talk about very briefly so the 1989 uh taylor's version just came out number one i'm humiliated because i was one of the ones online thinking we were going to get a double album we did not um so pretty hurt there but I'm just going to talk briefly about the album like the because it's a re-record so it's like she's re-recording the old songs you already know I don't need to explain this so uh the biggest things for me are that I'm so happy to hear all the new versions with her new and improved vocals um if you haven't been following along the in the past like three or so years Taylor Swift all of a sudden can like really sing the house down boots (laughs) and like she never really could before I'm I'm saying this as somebody who's like straight up a Swifty she actually could not sing like (laughs) she couldn't sing like that for like a long time she's a songwriter and like she's a performer but she wasn't like giving actual vocals but something happened a couple years ago and she's been like really singing for real lately and so just to hear her like go back to these songs because actually a lot of those songs are really challenging vocally my friend was talking about doing karaoke soon and I was like should I do blank space and then I sang it in my house I'm like actually that song's so hard to sing it's so high and so with our new uh and improved vocals it's been very cool so 1989 was like concept album it was all about 80s inspired and to me the biggest influence I was hearing on the album the first time I heard it was like Peter Gabriel which I love I grew up with a lot of Peter Gabriel in my house my parents have amazing music taste and so I grew up with like a lot of amazing 80s rock and heard so much of it on this album and the she releases when she does these re-records like vault tracks meaning like songs that were written at the time but were put in the vault and did not come out and there's one that I can't stop playing and it's called now that we don't talk it's probably the shortest song from her I've ever heard in my life pisses me off it's like two minutes long it's so good and it's just about the thing of like there was somebody in your life, it could be romantic or not, but there was somebody in your life that you really cared about. And for your own self-preservation, you had to detach. And so you're watching them from the outside, like make these choices. And you're like, huh, (laughs) that's what you're doing. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, I do not get to have an opinion on that because we are not talking because that is what we needed to do. And so best of luck with that venture and you're like so hurt (laughs) and so it's just about that just about like the frustration of that of like sometimes I look at people that aren't in my life anymore that I still think about and care about and it's like this is none of my business you do your thing I do mine I do have the urge to sort of reach into the screen and shake you and be like don't you remember who you are (laughs) don't you remember who you were (laughs) like that kind of thing you know, for like control freaks, um, and just people who cannot let go, which I am one of those, but, um, it's just about that feeling. And I haven't heard a song about that specific feeling of like, oh my God, I'm just going to watch you like turn into a different person. Okay. Perfect. Amazing. Um, and just sort of try to let go of the version of you I have in my head cause they're dead. So uh, amazing. And, um, I, I love that song. So I guess I'm playing it. All the fault tracks are good. They're always good. 
that's why we're never gonna stop hearing about this bitch was like she's just amazing i don't care about the travis kelsey thing i think it's br i literally think she's dating zoe kravitz whatever but i will continue to put up with all of the other parts of being a swifty because the art is so good and so fulfilling it makes me so happy okay i'm done talking it's 140. I'm going to start my two hour long nighttime routine. <laughs> I was just talking with my friend of like, the older I get, the longer my nighttime routine takes. Because first of all, when I was a kid, what nighttime routine? I would just crash wherever I was and then woke up the next day like it was fine. Now I literally have to put, I'll walk you through it before I go. I have to put water in my humidifier because if the room is too dry, um, I will get a nosebleed and I have asthma. So I will also probably get an asthma attack. <laughs> So turn on my humidifier, um, turn on the air purifier to remove the dust. Otherwise, again, I will get an asthma attack. Um, I have to uh, set up my blankets and pillows the way that I like. Then the skincare routine, and that is a must. It must happen every single night or else I just start to uh, fall apart in like a day. So skincare routine. Then um, got to brush my teeth and I have to brush them really well because I sleep with Invisalign. And so if there's any food in there, I will get a cavity because it's sort of trapping the food underneath the Invisalign, which was explained to me. and I didn't take it seriously. And then I got a bunch of cavities under my Invisalign. So now I have to take it seriously, whatever. So if you do that, okay, then apply my, my creams and such. I uh, have eczema, might have a rash given the day, might, you know, whatever doing all that. Then, um, take my medication. I have to take, like, my vitamins. Take, um, some allergy medicine. Take whatever. Then I have to stay upright for, like, at least 30 minutes and let it all go into my stomach. God forbid I lay down too fast. I'm dead. <laughs> like, my acid reflex is so out of control and I'll just wish that I was actually dead if I don't let it just do its thing. So that's time. Um, and then I gotta put in my hair oils. I have, you know, scalp issues. Stand up if you got scalp issues. <laughs> Trying to take care of that. That whole process, it takes forever. 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 <laughs> this is what I go to vet. And then sometimes, because I've done so many things, I've sort of gotten myself like a third wind, and so now I'm wide awake because I just went through this whole marathon process, and I can't get myself to sleep. Okay, so number one. Do you have advice? Do By the way, please comment down below if you're like, April, I'm listening to this episode and you're like mentally ill and I'm worried about you. Because <laughs> now I'm like, does this sound, I don't have time to listen to this and take out the parts that make me sound too unhinged. So I'm worried that people will hear this and then I'll be like, actually just sort of escorted to a hospital. So first things first, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm actually doing really good. This is me doing really good. This is just unedited, but I'm actually doing amazing. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, um, does anyone else have tips for like how to have a normal sleep schedule? Here's the thing. I'm of two minds of this. I've been a night owl forever since I was born. I've been a night owl and I've always been like ashamed of that and trying to be the person who's like, oh yeah, I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm like jogging. Oh, if I don't have my jog. Oh my God. Oh, my jog. And it's like, I've never been that. I've been trying to change myself into that for years. Uh, varying degrees of success but usually I can't be person who like goes to bed at like what what time do normal people go to bed like 11 p.m if you're normal comment down below like what time you go to bed 11 p.m and then wake up at like 6 a.m or something uh, usually I can only do that if I'm literally being paid to do that like if I'm being paid to be somewhere at 8 a.m and I need to like go to the gym first all of a sudden I can be a 6 a.m person but if there's not like a financial gun to my head I unfortunately can't do it so if anyone has any tips for like people who are really wired at night like who are having a lot of like number one thoughts and just get another burst of energy at like two o'clock in the morning when they need to actually just be asleep um what do you do about that because that is an issue for me I don't take melatonin or anything I'm really sensitive to any sort of like sleep medication. So I feel like if I'll take that, I'll just sleep for three days and then that'll like make the problem worse. 
So any sort of natural remedies. I have the Calm app, but literally I'm like, it's boring. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be boring. It's supposed to like calm me down, but I'm like, mm, I'm bored. So yeah, give me tips about just how do you sort of get your life together. I've been, um, I was a, a Joe Para fan years ago, and then I've slowly been getting reacquainted. I fell off a little bit, and um, I love him. By the way, I I heard he has a girlfriend at a special. When they break up, somebody tell me because I think he's hot straight up. <laughs> but so um, I've been watching the Joe Parra talks you to sleep stuff. And that actually has been helping too. And just thinking about, yeah, how do you force yourself? It's like sleep training. Like it's like with a baby, like a baby's born, you have to teach them. This is how you sleep through the night. And I feel like I need that again as an adult of like, Hey, I know you're like stressed about this thing and you have ideas about this and you want to think about this and you want to Google this and you want to do this, but actually you do need to go to bed because you will regret it tomorrow. I need someone to help me learn that now because for some reason it's still not clicking. Um, so that'd be amazing. Okay. I'm going to be done talking now. Love y'all so much. Thank you for listening to this. Can't imagine the experience of listening to this. I truly, I can't, please tell me what it was like. <laughs> Cause now doing it, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm just like, I'm getting this done. I'm like, have all the stuff to talk about. Now at the end of it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm insane. <laughs> like, it sounds, it sounds so like girl. So anyway, tell me how you feel. Okay. Love you. Bye.